0: This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Let's stand to our feet and let's give our Lord Jesus praise this morning. Come on, let's give Him glory. He brought us together as a family and we are one in Christ. Come on, let's praise Him. Hallelujah. Good morning, family. Are we well and blessed? full of the lord amen isn't it awesome to know that we are one family around the world christian family church is growing and expanding and we thank god for our visionary pastors apostle theo and dr beverly such a beautiful couple setting the example and growing us in faith can we give jesus praise for them and just thank god for their great love and father we thank you so much for who you are today we gather in your name knowing that jesus you are here in our midst and we've come to hear from heaven today and so i'll make it known i put no trust in myself as a limited human being i do put all my faith in you that i may by your grace speak your word with accuracy and clarity as your word goes forth, you'd ignite it with your presence and your faith and take it deep into the heart of every hearer. And that causes faith to rise and dispels every form of fear. As minds are renewed to your word, understanding replaces confusion. I believe that each and every one of us today, under the sound of your word, are being transformed from glory to glory. And for this we give you alone the praise and honor in the name of Jesus. Family, if you're ready to receive, would you shout amen? amen. Praise God as you see That Open your Bible at Matthew chapter 24. How are you excited about what God is doing in your life? Let me see. God's moving. He's moving powerfully. Things are happening. Your life's been changed and transformed. You're growing and increasing. And then have you, let me see, how many of you in the last week or two noticed an increase of uh, trouble, problems? Let me see. Things have been happening, things have been, in the last month or so, let me see. Anyone alive here, have you had it in the last year? Some? You, you know you've either just come out of trouble or you're involved in something right now. Or you know something's on its way again, isn't that right? And this is something that sometimes can catch christians off guard family god i don't want you to be sucker punched you know what a sucker punch is it's the punch you don't see coming and when it smacks you everything kind of switches off while your brain tries to figure out what just happened but family god god gives us the success and he wants us to succeed and he prepares us in every way and listen to what jesus says here in matthew chapter 24 verse 4 Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. Now you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Now family of God, do you think that Jesus is talking about today? Are we hearing about wars and rumors of wars? See that you're not troubled all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. Jesus is describing today, isn't he? And you know, these things are all happening right now. And then he says, all these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Now I would put it to you that verse 9 is probably not one of your five gospels. Someone says there's only four gospels. Now hang on, there's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then all your underlined and highlighted verses. You know all the charismatic bless me verses. God's for me, who can be against me, grace is in me, God supplies all my need, grace abounds. Always, Come on. They're all promises. I say they're all promises. They're all truth. Amen. But every now and then a verse like this pops up. Where Jesus says they will deliver you up for tribulation. Now either we're just going to skip over that and ignore like we didn't hear anything. And keep shouting hallelujah, Amen family of God, I have noticed a trend in messages today that concerns me is that a new Christian being born again today comes into the church with this big understanding that they can do no wrong. Nothing's ever going to happen. Now that they're a Christian, God just loves them so much and it's just going to be a wonderful blessing ride all the way to heaven. And the problem is, those that have, us have been around long enough know that that's not the truth. And what happens is, if we have this false feeling this false impression then when the first problem shows up that's why so many people end up backsliding because somehow they thought everything was supposed to be perfect and then when it's not they put it on God something went wrong but Jesus said it would happen so if a preacher ever tells you now that you're a Christian your life all your problems are over they lied to you and if they didn't lie they were deceived I said they were deceived. They could be in ignorance. I'm not going to say they did it intentionally. But Jesus is warning us that we be not deceived. Come on, can I get a bigger amen? So let's have a look at this. I want to make sure that you are ready and prepared. He says yeah in verse 10, Then many will be offended. Now, that is so today. How you know? We live in a very touchy society. You can hardly say anything, and somebody will have a problem with it. I mean, they're offended because they're offended. And you try and fix it even. You say something, but I didn't mean that. I meant this. Oh, really? Now you're really digging it deeper. Come on. How many you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever tried to converse with someone on social media? You just know there is no way to fix anything. Why? Because of this. Offense. Everybody say offense. And he says they will betray one another and hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because of law, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Everybody say love. He says the love of many will grow cold. Why? Because of lawlessness now family of God we just have to look around today and know that there's a very very thin understanding of law if we look in our society the amount of corruption and things that are going on and people complain and moan it's amazing there are people that complain that so many people are breaking the law and why don't the police do more to keep law and yet those are the same people that think they can still run a red robot within three seconds as long as there's a three sec- The unwritten three-second rule. If I go read the law, it still says stop at red. Okay, I'll move along before I offend somebody. But because of lawlessness abounding, what will happen? The love of many will grow cold. Verse 13. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations. Then the end will come. He who endures to the end, he who endures to the end. How many of us want to be saved? How many believe you are saved now? But how have you recognized Jesus saying, "If you endure to the end, you will be saved"? Now, what is your understanding of endurance? Doesn't endurance imply it's beyond your comfort level? Those that go beyond their comfort level are the ones who will be saved. And so we recognize that things are going to happen, but if we're prepared and ready for it, we can endure it. Can I get a bigger amen? So Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 33, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Now, who said that? Jesus. Jesus said, in this world, you are going to have trouble. Now, was that a bad confession on his part? Come on, Jesus. You know you have what you say. I buy in those words in the name of Jesus. Have you realized that's not Jesus giving a bad confession? He is saying you're living in a world where there is trouble. And in this world, you're going to have trouble. How many of you notice trouble happens with or without you being there? Come on, isn't that right? So if Jesus said trouble's coming, why are we shocked when it happens? I don't understand why this is happening to me. Jesus said it would. Yeah, but I don't need this right now. Can we schedule a better time for you? How you realize, no trouble comes when you expect it the most? Isn't that right? It comes at the most inopportune time. But Jesus said, you're going to have trouble, but be of good cheer. Can I put that in more understandable language? This is what Jesus is saying. Trouble's coming. Get excited. Oh, you didn't like that. He said it. Tell your neighbor, trouble's coming. Get excited. How can he say that, Jesus? Because he said, I have overcome the world. He's prepared you for it. He's prepared you for it. Romans chapter 8, verse 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Hallelujah. Now, praise God, I found a verse in your Bible that is underlined. Isn't that that exciting? That you're a joint heir with Christ? But you notice your underlining or your highlight stops at the comma. If indeed we suffer with Him. Oh, no, no, hallelujah. I'm I'm, I'm a co-heir with Christ. If indeed... You suffer with him that you may be glorified. Now, family, God, when he says that we must suffer with Jesus, what suffering is he talking about? How many know when he died on that cross, he suffered on the cross and he paid the price for sin and he was made to be sin that you might be made the righteousness of God. There's an exchange. So you never have to suffer for your sin. He already did that. Isn't that right? Maybe he's talking about sickness and disease. No, the Bible says he bore away your sickness and disease and by his stripes you've been healed. So he can't be talking about suffering, sickness and disease because Jesus took that. That Jesus that even though he was rich yet for your sake became poor, that you through his poverty might be made rich. He's not even talking about suffering through poverty and lack. So what suffering is he talking about then? Have a look at Mark chapter 4. Oh, before you go there, Mark chapter ten, Mark chapter ten, verse twenty nine. So Jesus answered and said, "Assuredly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. These people that sow into the preaching of the kingdom of God, who shall not receive." A hundredfold now in this time. Isn't that an awesome promise? Have you glad Jesus said that when you sow into the preaching of God, you can expect a hundredfold return? Let me see. Again, this is one of your highlighted verses. This is one of your exciting ones. Now notice, he says, yeah, you will receive a hundredfold in this time. Hallelujah. With persecutions. And in the age to come, eternal life. Hallelujah. We've got hundredfold glory to God and we have eternal life. Hallelujah. But in between the hallelujah sandwich is with persecutions. How are you excited about today's message? Did he say that? You see, family of God. The enemy does not want you to enjoy all the blessings that God has given you. They are yes and amen. His promises are secure. He has blessed you with every blessing. He's made, given you all things pertaining to life and God. He gives you freely all things to enjoy. Those are very, they all yes. Hallelujah. And we must expect them and walk in them. But be aware, there's an enemy that wants to steal that from you. And if you recognize it and you're willing to face it face on when it happens, you'll be able to deal with it. And Jesus says in Mark chapter 4, busy teaching about the different soils, he says in verse 13, he says, do you not understand this parable? Then how will you understand all the parables? Reading from the King James Version, he's saying, yeah. What he's saying is that if you don't get what I'm teaching right now, you won't understand anything else I'm teaching. So this is a vital clue. It's a vital key to unlocking all the teachings of the kingdom of God. And he says yeah, in verse 14, the sower sows the word. Everybody say the word. Now Luke 8:11 calls the seed is the word of God. Everybody say the word of God is seed that is sown into my heart. Verse 15. These are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear Satan comes, when? When? Immediately. This tells me the devil goes to church. Hello? doesn't say he'll steal the word when you get to the car park or when you get home later. He steals the word when? The moment it's sown. You see, right now, as I'm preaching, I'm sowing the word of God. Satan is doing everything he can to steal it immediately. So just going to church doesn't make you a Christian. Hello. So he's here, and he wants to try and steal the word. How does he do that? Either get someone say, I don't agree with this, I don't like it. Someone's hooked up on something else, you know, maybe they're on the lights. Why they do that in this church? And the word's going off. Someone else is checking someone else's outfit out. Why are they wearing? Are you with me? He's trying to distract you from getting the word. So his purpose is for what? To steal the word. And then he says in verse 16, these likewise, so it's still Satan involved here, are the ones that are sown on stony ground. Who are they? They hear the word and immediately receive it with gladness. Hallelujah. Now this is probably 99% of us that are willing to receive the word with gladness. Isn't that right? There may be some that are distracted and aren't getting the full word. But all of us are amen and writing down. So we're receiving the word with gladness. But, verse 17, these ones have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time. And afterward, when tribulation and persecution arises, for what reason? For the word's sake, for the word's sake, for the word's sake. Family, it's not that the devil hates you. He does, but it's not you that he's against. It's not you he's trying to take down. What's the devil got against me? Nothing. It's the word of God in you. You got to see that. And if you get that, you'll be able to handle tribulation and persecution much easier. Because if you think it's people that hate you, because here's the thing, tribulation is when things happen. How many things happen in your life? Persecution is when people happen. Come on! How have you had people happen recently? Now, when people happens, what does the devil want us to do? let focus on that person. They hate me. They don't like me. What do they? Don't they think? Don't, don't they? know I'm a nice guy. You know, and we and we and we're upset with the person. But when you realize it's not the individual, it's Satan trying to use that situation to steal the word out of your life. And what happens? Those people that allow this to happen immediately, they are offended they're offended they're offended and so that tells me by the time i get to offense the word has already been stolen out of my heart when i saw that i made a decision i refuse to be offended ever again and i am gonna make sure that i am unoffendable and i make it as a statement of faith today. I am unoffendable. have you say amen to that? have you willing to do that? Just lift your hand and say, I am unoffendable. Yeah, but Pastor Allen, it's hard. I'm glad you're here. That's what we're dealing with today. I'm going to show you how to be unoffendable. have you never want to be offended again? Bump your name and say, you're in the right place today. So now, what happened? How did they get to offense? They had no root in themselves. They had no, no what? Root in themselves. Now, what root is he talking about? Have a look at Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. Paul prays that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you be rooted and grounded in love. Rooted and grounded in love. Now who is love? God is love. 1 John 4 verse 16 all the way down to 18. God is love. And so if I am rooted and grounded in love, then love is in me and I am in love. And if I have love in me and love is in me and love works in and through me so that I love, then I'm rooted and grounded in love. Then when tribulation and persecution comes, it won't offend me. So if I'm offended, I haven't been in the presence of love for a while. I'll just leave that hanging there a little bit. Are you getting this? So I need to stay in the presence of love. I want to walk in the presence of love. I want to make sure love dwells within me. And when I approach anybody else, it's going to be from a foundation of love. Can I get a bigger amen? Yeah. Rooted and grounded in love, verse 18, be able to comprehend with all the saints, the width, the length, the depth, and height, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, family, that word offended in Mark 13, verse 17, is the word scandalizo. Now, I'm not Greek. I apologize to all our Greek people if if my... If my accent's off and I'm saying it wrong, I'm just reading what I see here. S-K-A-N for our students who want to write. S-K-A-N-D-A-L-I-Z-O. S-K-A-N-D-A-L-I-Z-O. That's Strong's number 4624. The root of scandalizo is scandalon. Scandalon is a trap stick or a bait stick. Have you know what a bait stick is? How many of you saw beautiful people... Made by Jamie Ace many years ago. He shows how a bushman captures a baboon. What he does, he finds a rock that's big enough for the baboon just to slip his hand in. And he drops a piece of fruit or something inside that rock. The baboon sees him doing it. And so as soon as the bushman goes away, the baboon comes running, slips his hand in the rock and grabs the bait stick. That piece of fruit. The moment he grabs it, it forms a fist, but now the hole's too small for his fist to come out. It's big enough for the hand to go in, but too small for the fist. Now he's stuck. And he wants to get, And I mean, his whole body is screaming, jumping, doing somersaults, screaming, but he won't let go. Because he has himself some fruit yeah, and he's not going to let this thing go. That bushman walks right up to that thing and he's screaming in fear like he wants to run and get away. But his hand's holding him back and the bushman puts the rope over his neck and he captures that baboon. If they wanted to hunt him for food, they would kill him. They would beat him to death while he's holding on. All he has to do is let go and he can run away. And the Bible says that offense is a bait stick. The devil goes, look what someone did to you. And we go, how dare they? And we take offense, and the devil's beating us over the head about it. And we've been taken out, and we're hating, and we're in anger, and we're and and we, and we, and we and we're not spending time with God. We're not spending time meditating on the word. We think about what they said. We think about what we're going to say when we see them again. And, we, we moaning, we complaining, and, we, and we're telling this person, we're telling that person. And the devil is beating the word of God out of you. And all we have to do is let the offense go. And run. Say rooted and grounded in love. See Mark chapter four, verse twenty-one. Jesus, verse twenty. Jesus said, "These are the ones sown on good ground. They hear the word, they accept the word, and they bear fruit. If you're rooted and grounded in love, what's the fruit that you're going to bear? Love. And then they." Reap some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100-fold. See, Jesus gave us assurance when he was preaching about the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, verse 10. He said, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who are persecuted. What does blessed mean? Blessed means you are empowered to prosper. It's God's anointing released in your life. How many of you want to be blessed? Then consider persecution a promotion. If you persecuted, Jesus said you are blessed. So the next time you persecuted, he said, Hallelujah, I am so blessed. Oh, I didn't hear so many amens there. I didn't say it. Jesus said, blessed are those who are persecuted. Verse 11, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kind of evil things against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice. Be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. For they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Amen. So the next time you're persecuted, rejoice. The Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Paul says in verse 7, We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. You know what I'm hearing here? Paul's saying, shoot your biggest shot, sucker. I'm ready for whatever you got at me, but you're not taking me out. I'm coming right back with more power. Come on, say amen. See, Jesus said in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, You are of God, little children, and you've overcome them. Because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. It says in 1 John 5, verse 4, whatever's born of God. Let me see, how many of you are born of God? Listen to this. He overcomes the world. Remember, Jesus said, tribulation's coming. Get excited. Why? I have overcome the world. He says, you born of God, you've also overcome the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Heavenly God, we have a great God within us. The God of love, if anyone should be offended, it would be him. And yet he kept loving us and reaching out to us. He is love. I said, He is love. And if you're born of God, you're born of love. That means you are love. And I want to read to us the very famous scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. And I want to read it from the Amplified. But I'm going to read it that you are love. Because the Bible says love is. And God is love. This is who God is. But you're also born of Him. This is who you are. And I want you to make this your faith statement every day. If I'm going to respond to anybody, it's going to be from the aspect of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Listen to verse 4. Love, say that's me. This is you now. You endure long. You are patient. You are kind. You're never envious. And you never boil over with jealousy. You're not boastful. You are not vainglorious. You don't display yourself haughtily. You're not conceited. You're not arrogant. You're not inflated with pride. You're not rude. You're not unmanly. And you don't act unbecomingly. You, that's with God's love in you, you don't insist on your own rights or your own way. You're not self-seeking. You are not touchy. Or fretful or resentful you take no account of the evil done to you you pay no attention to a suffered wrong you do not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness you rejoice when right and truth prevail you bear up under anything and everything that comes you ever ready to believe the best of every person your hopes are fadeless under all circumstances and you endure everything without weakening. Because you, with love, never fail. Hallelujah. Come on, give our Jesus praise. Give him glory. Just praise him. Say, I am unoffendable. I am love. And love fills me. Amen. How many of you would like to have the preparation? Seven points that are going to make you totally unoffendable. How many of you would like to know what those are? Let me see your hand. Let me see your hand. How many of you would like to know? That's tonight now. Amen. Amen. So how many of you are going to be here tonight? Oh, no, that's less hands. How many of you never want to be offended again? Let me see your hand. Are you going to be here tonight? That's the way we grow. Amen. So we'll see you tonight. We're going to have a good time in the Word of God. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources.